the, okay, the dream is for Chris Hardwick to name drop us. So. <laughs> Chris Hardwick, yeah. That would be like, yo, you, you gotta check these guys out, man. Yeah. They're all the way from Asia. I didn't know they spoke English. Asians yeah, speak English? Holy shit. Where's Singapore? It's near Thailand. Oh, this part of Thailand? No, Dude, that's I thought, you, were, I thought <laughs> you guys were Chinese. <laughs> Welcome to the Last King episode one, officially yes, officially one yes. I'm still I'm drunk your, and almost kind of still drunk. Yes, I'm your co-host Jonathan Leo, and I'm the other co-host Shafiq here. Hey, what's up? How are you doing, Shafiq? I'm very, very good. Okay, so um, a little bit of an update. Uh, we have a domain. We have yes. a website. Uh, if you're hearing this on the website, thank you. Uh, that shit works. If you're hearing this in other means, where did you get this? Yeah, please tell us because we're not really good at the whole hacking pirating thing at all. Maybe so like, send us your tips and emails on our site if you can. I guess, and also we need to do the how you say the humble introduction where the ambition for this is to be well known, to get a cult following, or maybe you know just sell out proper and be as mainstream. By yeah. doing what we can do best, hey. see talk shit about pop culture, yeah, and maybe praising it. I don't know, maybe. Who knows? Like, if there's anything good, we'll just talk good about it. If there's anything bad, yeah, I think I hear it from us. I think what we need to actually just kind of confess right now is like we, we want to sell out as quickly as possible. So sponsors, uh, big companies, give us your money. We'll hawk your products. Yes, we, I'm looking we, at Nike especially. I don't know. I just like the shoes. I'm hoping for Jack Daniels or something like that because there's not enough alcohol sponsored video game, movies, and comic book content on there. That is true, that is true. That is a whole new market we have not yet tapped into. Alcohol is always a solution and the cause of every problem in the world. I see what you did there. Solution. Yes. Okay. Uh, mostly on the solution. Liquid-based puns. So, um, let us maybe introduce a, a new format that we're going to be starting. We're going to have segments now. It's not going to be a we ramble fest. Holy shit, we're actually orderly. Yes, yes. So, uh, what I feel is uh, we'll have the... The callback segment, which is going to be right here in the intro, where we talk about what we talked about previously, okay, on episode zero, our so-called pilot episode, where mostly the content was related around fighting games, evil, and Tarzan, and Tarzan, yeah, and, and a, a little, piece of shit film, by the way. and a little bit of Independence Day, if I recall. Yes. Yeah. Which was a piece of shit, I guess. It's it? not good. It's not terrible. So half half. Half and half, yeah, I would say half and half. Um, and also, after that, we'll also, uh, next segment, we're going to be uh, kind of talking about what happened recently in pop culture. Like, the biggest event would probably be EVO. EVO and uh, San Diego Comic Con, this actually right happening right now. It's still happening right now, so yeah, yeah. I have not caught up with San Diego Comic Con. I've only seen small things, but basically... I'm a little bit in the dark, so you got to kind of fill me in what's going on there. I already can fill you in a little bit. Um, the thing I've seen so far, the thing that interests me a lot is Voltron Legendary Defenders gets a second season. Holy shit. It's actually good. I actually love the first season. And because of that show, I actually know about this guy called, um, what's his name? Um, Raphael. Oh, he's a New Zealander com- comedian. He's actually acting as one of the characters. Okay. Wow, this is super random. I did not actually remember his name. 
No, yeah, sorry, sorry. Seen his, uh, comedic shows, which I'll probably find out later. No, that's why we need the sponsors right now to kind of uh, pay for our fact checkers. Yes. <laughs> but right now, it's just going to be off the top of our heads, off the dome. Okay, we're freestyling it, we're hip-hopping it. Uh, so tell me, I'm a Voltron old-school fan, King of Beasts Go Lion. Okay, that's what I remembered it. It was very famous for being extremely violent. It had nudity. But best thing was... one kind of sense it. Well, Voltron, yes. But... I was exposed to King of Beasts and when people were talking about Voltron I was like what, what is this Voltron and it's like oh I know what this is which is very pre- prevalent in Asia because we get exp- we get exposed to things slightly differently uh, now I have not seen the so-called new version it's actually good I mean there's no duty but there's a lot of fighting definitely alright and there's a bit of like a bit of a drama thing going on as well where basically there's actually a planet uh, halfway through uh, which actually seems a bit alright with killing itself for the greater good okay but of course the good guys win and they solve the problem right away by not killing the people on the planet that they're trying to save. But are these like new characters or is it like... Uh, it's a totally reboot. It's a total reboot. Everyone is new. So you've there's got, no little kid in the... R- <laughs> no. There is a little kid. Uh, okay. okay. You've got Pitch. You've got uh, Hunk. You've got Lance. I mean, the names are about the same, but... Okay. Character character archetype is about the same too, but there's twists here and there, which I won't spoil because there's actually one pretty good twist which you revealed halfway through. Okay. Pretty cool. It actually involves like one of the... Definitely one of the Voltron members, the Knights. So how many episodes is this for there the first season? Thirteen. No, sorry, there are eleven episodes, if I recall. I will try and uncover this. Yeah, okay. yeah, eleven episodes. They're all really well paced and well done. Per Wait, se. is it still animated in Japan or is it done in America? It is actually done by the studio, uh, Studio Mir, Miriam, Miri, the guys who actually did the artwork and uh, animation for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Uh, Legend of Korra. Uh, so the fighting is actually really good the characters the look and everything it's basically imagine a sci-fi Legend of Korra kind of look okay but with a bit more CG implemented inside because of all the lions the actual lions so we're gonna get a second season of this yes we are which is good I should definitely check out the first season yes Uh, the only bad thing I can say about this is it actually ends on a cliffhanger per se alright but it actually showed a lot they actually had a lot there were actually a lot of revelations here and there like um not all is what it seems in terms of like the former paladins who actually rode and controlled the lions. Okay. And there are actually people in the, what's that, the, the evil empire who are actually against the empire's ambitions and whatnot. They're, they're actually sleeper agents and saboteurs that are hinted. Okay. But though, for the most part, it's a really good show with a good introductory show, which I hope they can actually expand upon in the, in the second season and third season. Okay, but any callbacks to the original series, or is, is well, it or is it standing on its own two legs? Um, there's callback callbacks. I guess you still got the princess. You still got the mice. Okay, the mice are actually kind of useful in this show. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Wow. I think that's about it. Not much. Call- okay. We got the witch Hagar, I guess. Okay. But I mean the the evil emperor as well, who is actually a bit more badass than we thought because. I remember the original Voltron, he was just sitting on his throne quite a lot. Most of the and time, he becomes yeah. a robust. But this one, even in his regular size, he's pretty badass actually. Okay, so I gotta ask, does it still have the classic Voltron theme song? No, it does not. Oh, unfortunately. No. Yeah, that, 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 may, that may be a selling point for some, but unfortunately there's no theme song and whatnot. But there is humor, I mean, like this is still a kid's show per se, so there is still some humor aimed at kids and also kind of for teens okay. but at the same time it's all the action and everything that kind of pulls me through 
pulls me into the whole show. And the fact that it's still a continuing storyline that's cohesive, mm-hmm. which actually made me just want to watch all 11 episodes. Okay, I'll do With a lot of stakes and everything. Like, honestly, some of the parts where I didn't think that some of the characters would make it, but again, this is actually based off a Saturday morning cartoon. So, so it's, of course, I'm going to live. It's a little bit nerfed, but in a good way. I mean, it's basically trying to get that PG audience. Yeah, yeah. It's still a PG show, but it's a really well-made PG show. Not as deep as Avatar, but again, this is the first season of the show, so we might get something deeper on the second and third. Would you call this underrated? I guess so. Yeah. Does it have a bit? It doesn't have a falling at all because I mean, I'm a Voltron started, fan. I'm a Voltron fan. I heard about this show, but I didn't. I think it's because I didn't have enough friends telling me that yo, you should check this out. You will love it. I don't know about that. Um, it's it can't actually get a following pretty quick because it, it's been out since um, end of June, if I recall. Okay. Or like mid June or so. It's just that um, something that happens so quick, you're not gonna get something really big at the moment. But having a second season announced that's coming out this year, mind you, oh, cool. that just shows that, okay, like, maybe they've actually pre-produced, pre-produced this already ahead of time. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you... Okay, so what else did you see at San Diego Comic Con? Uh, well, not see, just heard. <laughs> heard or I'm still here in Or Singapore. was exposed to? Well, let's see. The next one was actually Justice the Action. A new... Warner Brothers uh, DC animated show. You know what I really want to see? I want to see another Young Justice. Oh, you might get your wish, actually. There might be a third season of Young Justice. Really? Because I know it's like... In the near future. Like, in on Netflix or wherever the hell great... Yeah, I remember is. something like that. Because it's like, I was pipping this show out to all of my friends, telling them that they should watch it. And then a lot of them were like, kind of burnt up by the fact that Teen Titans went on for so long and it didn't really end up anywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, I think, felt like, you know, Teen Titans Go was like the death knell of that whole... Uh, the sidekicks uh, guidance story right but when I saw Young Justice it was like from sidekicks to their own people yeah and I love how they flesh things out and it's like um, yo it's like you know that's the version of Robin I want to see that's like the version of I just want to say Young Justice was uh, needs to continue did you like the third season I mean uh, was it oh it was the second season the one where it went for a time skip and everyone was infiltrating uh, okay I need to confess happening. I've only seen season 1 I'm yet to actually expose myself to season 2 but you should, you should. I heard great things it's basically like a spy versus spy sort of thing going on and they introduce new members too like uh, Blue Beetle oh yeah not Tech Court but uh, Jaime Reigns Jaime Reigns that guy the guy where the suit actually lives on him that's pretty badass I would have to say that my favourite version of the Blue Beetle is the one on Batman Brave on the Boat. <laughs> That's Jaime, yeah. Yeah. The Spanish guy who... Yeah, who has the, the living beetle alien thing. I want to see more Batman Brave on the Boat. That show, it was like it was giving all these C-list characters some shine. Yep. And it's like... No. And you know what? You're going to love Justice League action because that's what they're bringing for this. But what's the art style like, going to be like? Is it, it is going to be very Brave and, brave and the Boat but more distinctive. So, okay. Sharper, sharper. Uh, Wonder Woman looks slightly different but the same Batman and Superman you recognize them straight away but they have a different sort of artwork to it okay okay and it's just a short trailer it's just like a one minute trailer but it just showcases that it's gonna go to the Brave and the Bold style but for the Justice League mm. so you're gonna see Helios you're gonna see um, who else oh, yeah, obviously Martian Manhunter and a lot of C-lister Justice League guys you know, this is the maybe thing. Maybe Booster Gold. Maybe Booster Gold. Like, that's kind of cool. DC, 
with its TV and its animation, they're hitting it out of the park. They're hitting it out of the park, yes. With the films, though. <laughs> okay, so I know. I think I kind of suspected we're gonna. This might be an this path. early segue, but uh, okay, uh, we're gonna have a whole section after the break, hopefully with uh, other co-hosts, where we're gonna talk about the that that one movie that, that we're gonna extend it. Yo, like BVS as a Batman fan. I like it. I don't love it. As a movie fan, I hated that movie. As a person with common sense, I was like, "What the fuck are they doing with this franchise?" I I have I'm I want to see a Justice League movie. I do. Okay. But are you in a hurry to see it? But I'm not in a hurry to see a Justice League movie. I think what they don't realize is. We want you to do this well. Why aren't you taking your time? Mm. But also, this is a giant corporation. This is Warner Brothers. These are people who need to see, you know, uh, returns. They need to see their investments kind of like turn into like uh, profits and like. Oh God, it's a train wreck. But okay, we're not gonna really talk about this now. Not yet. Not we'll, yet. we'll save it for later. Okay, so in other big news besides San Diego Comic Con, evil happened. Oh yes, evil happened. Okay. And we did a bunch of predictions in the last episode. In our episode zero, we were, uh, I think, a little bit too carried away with the fighting games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're going to get even more carried away because uh, introducing uh, a new segment, yes. we're going to try at least per episode to create what the internet loves, lists. Oh. Okay, so today... Was my idea I kind of mentioned in the last episode yes, I want to kind of talk about the Street Fighter franchise and all the other games you should be playing besides it <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean everyone knows what the hell happened in EVO like um, what's that should we just go, that? go straight into that right now EVO or is there anything else about Comic Con you want to bring up no not really uh, we can just go quick into EVO for a bit yeah like so we know Infiltration won but to be honest for me the real winners are the guys who actually played their asses off and did not win but they somehow did go through a lot of shit. I mean, Justin versus Daigo. Yes, epic match. That was match. actually good. That was an epic I mean, match. It was a long time coming, but still better late than ever, right? Like he, I wouldn't even say he got his revenge, but you know... I'll just say he did. <laughs> That's just me. Let's just say the, the streak is broken, okay? Oh. Daigo has not gone undefeated to Justin Wong. Until now. Until recently. Yeah, recently. Uh, but I think the big news is... Yo... L.A. Joe yep. made it all the way to top 8 yeah I was not well expecting done. him yeah it was good it was good but he's the last person I would expect in the top 8 yeah, yeah. because of the rest of the competition and the fact that he went over Kazunoko <laughs> yes. and Kazunoko I felt would be the winner not really the winner he would be top 8 potential but okay I like that I like the fact that okay it's not an Asian affair for Evo <laughs> usually it is I mean there's usually that one guy from America in top 8 I mean yeah. it would usually be like one of your predictions was Pierre Balrog or sometimes it would be um, probably Justice Wong or, or Dainin Dainian I think he made yeah. it top 8 once right yeah, yeah. and it's like L.I. Joe put in the work put in the effort okay use Nash okay top tier character I know but he did well and um, I was kind of rooting for him <laughs> it's like I would have loved to see him kind of like be the great white hope uh, pun intended 
You're trying to make it like the Spike Jones movie or something a while back. But it's like, yo, a white guy could have won Street Fighter at Evil. Yeah, he was close. <laughs> Still, it was it was it would have been a really good wait. Who, who took it? Was it Eta? No, he he beat Eta, right? He beat Eta, but he got beaten by someone else. Like Yukadon or something? Yeah, Yukadon beat him. beat him. Yes. And Yukadon is somebody I've never heard of. Yeah, he's actually one of the more. He definitely one of the more unknown Japanese players, but still not wow. sponsored or anything. Yeah, Don't but he so, he, no. he rock Nash too, right? Yeah, yeah. Now so I, it was a war of two Nashes, and uh, Eli Joe may not have been the winner, but he won the hearts and minds of everybody. So are you surprised that it was a top eight mostly Nashes, and Chun Li's? Not really surprised. Not really surprised. But I'm at happy all. that an Armika made it to the top two. But it's Fudo's Armika, which is a different Armika. Yeah, basically different from everyone else's. Like, he actually used the proper footsie tools that Armika has, which everyone seems to forget. I kind of agree in the fact that I tried playing Armika, and I didn't know how to use it. And it's like it's, it's like when Gamer B played Adon, yep. and then you realize, oh, that's how you play. Yeah, exactly. You watch Fudo, that's how you play Armika. You got the corner game, yes, but you also got a footsie game. Too. So does that mean the tier list is wrong right now? That we need to push her up a little bit? That not, not yet? <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till the other two characters come out. Then we can make a fig- Which is Jury and Urien, right? Yeah, Which yeah. was announced at CEO, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually want to see. I, want, I actually want to play Jury a lot. Yeah. What did you play her in four? I played her in four, yes, but I played her in the story mode of SF five. Oh yeah, I tried good. that. Uh, what's it called? The Seven Moons or something, right? Seven Moons. Or some, something Moon? Or I'm, I'm, I can't remember. It's under the general story or something, right? Where you get to try. You you get to play as Urien and Jury. Um, you in separate occasions, yes. Yeah, you I, get to use Urian in a warehouse, and you get to play as Jury at the airfield or in the London stage. So I'm an old guy, so I remember Third Strike and Second Impact, and I'm really looking forward to Urian. I tried him during the story mode. Yep. He feels like how he felt in Third Strike time. It's still a Street Fighter Five ish kind of mechanic. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, Street Fighter Five to me still feels weird. It'll get used to it. I um, hope Just for so. context, you've only started playing Street Fighter Five recently, right? I bought it on Steam during uh, Evo because it was on sale. Okay, but I bought it with the season pass, so I get have all the fluff and none of the work. Yep. Uh, a little bit disappointed that as a season pass holder, I didn't get the Evo stage, mm-hmm. which was quite epic. <laughs> you know, it was nice to see Evo like the Mandalay Bay stage. Was it? Is it the Mandalay Bay stage with in bears. the game? Yeah, yeah, with the bear and the ninja on the kite. Yep, yeah. It was like uh, when they said like, "Oh, you can download this now," and I was like, "I went straight to Steam." And I was like, "Oh, it's still twelve dollars. <laughs> I, I own a season pass. Don't I get this?" And it was like, eh. "So yeah, Capcom is still Capcom." Yeah. My only complaint. I think you can still buy it separately. Can you? I, I don't. I, maybe you can. No, I mean, it's twelve dollars. It's outside the season pass. I I have the season pass. Okay, like no, let, let's not talk about Capcom and their. Uh, bullshit financials because because, I'm, yeah, because yeah, we should talk about fighting games more actually. yeah because were you surprised about who made it top 8 in EVO uh, with Fudo and Infiltration Fudo Infiltration and mm-hmm. uh, Nemo and Nemo Nemo to me has always been the dark horse yeah but like but he I mean he could have won but maybe just probably but I think he needs his Rolento he needs that character that he can play his way so I don't know if there's anybody in the cast. I mean, who who did he use? He used uh. He used Chun-Li. I thought it was Vega. Oh no, sorry, Vega, Vega, he used Vega, Vega, or to me Balrog. <laughs> uh, but I like what he does. 
He's a very interesting Balrog. And the fact that he does it no clone most of the time, is like, uh, for me, I thought it was like, oh, he's, he's just being Nemo, but apparently it's a different character. It's a much more uh, efficient character. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, so, he's not charged anymore, which is fine. Everything gets pulled out faster. So I think he would be... It was Like when I'm playing Street Fighter Five now, it's him and maybe Chun-Li who I'm going to mean. I, I don't want to be another Nash guy. So at least... Uh, or if, if Orion comes out early, uh, soon enough, yeah, I'm going to try and pick him up because yeah, I, wanna, I need to just honor my third strike roots. But... Um, so... Were you disappointed with the results? No, actually, I'm okay with the results. Like, it's granted, it's no one that I like are actually there. Okay, maybe Fudo, but that's about it. I Do mean, you recall who your predictions were? Um, wow, we probably have to check the last episode, which you can check at the bottom of this uh, podcast. We'll probably <laughs> I a link there. We're, yeah, we'll probably, probably have yeah, to do a show. I actually did one PR about Rock in there, and Zian, of course, Homeboy. Homeboy so, has to win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's like, what, ninth place or so? <laughs> He's using Fang. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a tough character to use. He's trying to prove a point. I know that. Get really far. And I'm pretty sure he's got five or six more evils to go. You know, and the, in the inevitable nerfs and buffs and the the, the rejiggering of yeah. the game. But don't forget, it ain't over till the Capcom Pro Two was done, and that that is far from done yet. You you you're uh, catching up to that, though. Um, Capcom Pro Tour. Well, the the main one is only happening around November. Oh, so what's the next major after EVO? Uh, that one, I'm not too sure. But I know there's a Southeast Asian major happening in October. Oh, are you going to take part? Uh, oh, God, no, no, no. But, um, yeah, it's always good to actually keep track of things. Are you going to commentate? Uh, probably not. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. But you'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. You know what? We'll try and figure out a way for both of us to be there, and then maybe we can podcast from it live. Oh, How yeah. epic would that be? That'd I would be like insane. to sit next to the commentators. Okay, uh, any idea who the big... Superstar Street Fighter player coming down would be for SEM? Oh, that probably most of the Japanese players. Uh, maybe Momochi, maybe Daigo, maybe Gamer B, who knows? Infiltration did come down to uh, Singapore last year. I was upset I missed that. <laughs> well, don't worry, you got, you'll get your chance this year. Okay. So, uh, we'll talk about old fighting games. Remember when you brought that up earlier on? Yes, I remember when I brought it up. Yes, yes. So, um, we're going to create a segment which is basically uh, a list segment which I think is pretty much necessary for podcasts in 2016. Yeah, to get attention and also because we're, we're probably bitter old people who love <laughs> the good old, good old days of okay, old video games. Here's the thing. It's Street Fighter and only Street Fighter right now. Okay, the only other new fighting game to kind of like uh, pay attention to would probably be Guilty Gear x Ard. Which is a excerpt, stupid excerpt. name. Okay. You know, excerpt. You know, excerpt. No, <laughs> it, it's it's supposed to be a pun, but you know, it's a badly made pun. I I, I don't get the joke and the inevitable KOF of sequel mm-hmm. coming up soon, which I really have no. Sorry, I still see a lot of tonic water or Red Bulls over there. Yes, this we is. We are so distracted easily by this alcohol. is this is the proper drunkard podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, now, um, did we mention that this podcast is 18 and above? In a way, <laughs> it, no. Sorry. Maybe we, we should have a disclaimer before yeah, we start yeah. the show. Nah, it's probably we're probably gonna write that down at the bottom anyway, somewhere in small italics, three points. I guess, <laughs> or maybe have an age gate on the website. Uh, but no, no, we want everybody to hear what we think because what we say is important. Trust us. Totally, totally. We know what we're talking about. We're gamers.
Okay, so uh, this segment, okay, I want to talk about uh, the lengthy career of Street Fighter, the games that came out, all the various seasons, but also games that I felt were kind of ignored or you could have played instead, yeah, yeah. like the alternates. Now, for every Coke, there's a Pepsi. Yeah. Okay, for every, uh, what would be another beer? For every Puma, there's an Adidas, am I right? Or is that Nike? For every Nike, there's an Adidas or a Asics. Hmm. Or a Onitsuka Tiger. <laughs> Onitsuka Tiger. Yeah. Yes, if you're listening, I only, Onitsuka I, Tiger. <laughs> I only know this because my friend talks about it. That's all the time. Yeah. So, and I only know Asics because that's probably the only shoe brand I would buy. Okay. So, the idea of this is, originally, what I wanted to do was to call out every uh, iteration. Right? Yeah, every chapter of the Street Fighter Legacy. Every numbered version and the various spin-offs. And with that said, let's start... Fighting games to play beside Street Fighter! Uh, a bit louder. Right. Fighting games to play beside Street Fighter. Fight! <laughs> Round 1. Now, Street Fighter 2... Okay, we're gonna ignore Street Fighter 1. Because before <laughs> Street... No, we have to. Because before Street Fighter 2, nobody cared. <laughs> okay? There were actually some... Okay, actually, I, I'm lying here. No, I mean, there were actually some fighting games where they were all mostly terrible. Okay, all I can... So, yeah, Street Fighter 2. What was it? it was Kung Fu and S on, on the NES. Exactly, they're all terrible. It was yeah. Budokan. It was Yes, Budokan. Oh um, god. Slaughter Sport, uh, Mondu's Fight Palace, some shit. Exactly. Fighting Masters as well for Mega Drive. Nobody cared. Wait, Fighting Masters came out before Street Fighter. Before Street Fighter. Because wow. it was ninety one. It was ninety one. Oh, but no, Street Fighter, okay, this... Street Fighter I, 2 was 92. I'm prepared this episode, folks. Okay, I have show notes. Okay, I did the work. Mm. So, 1991, Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior drops in arcades, okay? It was a milestone in gaming and pop culture. Everybody's sister can name a character. Okay, your mom knows who Zangief is. Okay? You could not ignore it. Now, along the same time, okay, this is my alternate... A little known game called Fatal Fury was also available. Yes, the uh, very first King of Fighters. No, exactly. Okay, Garo Densetsu, okay, the King of Fighters. Legend of Hungry Wolf. Legend of Hungry Wolf, or was it the, the Wandering Wolf? I can't remember. Hungry, Hungry. Okay, so amidst the eventual fighting game clones, okay, this wasn't a clone. This was developed by Takashi Nishimaya, one of the original Street Fighter creators, yes. and the man who invented the Hadouken. Okay, he is very important in fighting games. So he left Capcom after Street Fighter 1. He was on that team. He had nothing to do with Street Fighter 2. He moved on to SNK. So Capcom pushes out Street Fighter 2. SNK th- came out with Fatal Fury. And a legacy was born as well. Because this would later spin off to King of Fighters. Okay, And also, the s- success of Fatal Fury gave us other fighting games like... Art of Fighting came shortly after. Art the World Fighting, Heroes series yeah. came shortly after. Samurai Shodown. Samurai Shodown and so on. SNK built its entire empire on fighting games. Thanks to Fatal Fury. Thanks to Fatal Fury. With uh, very strong personalities in their characters. Terry Bogart, equally as recognizable as Ryu. Yeah. Okay. With the cap and everything. With I mean, his cap just says SNK on the top. It says and Fatal Fury in, in the first game, oh, if I recall. It, okay. didn't, it doesn't say SNK until much later. And every single arcade attract intro, it always has that wolf and then that weird... Whenever you put in the coin and you press start. Now, okay, this is the reason why I want to recommend Fatal Fury. Besides spawning the, the perfect rival franchise to the Street Fighter series. 
when you went to the arcade and you saw Street Fighter, it looked good. But there's just something about SNK fighters that just looks magical and huge and big. With a big. style and everything. A style. It had its own flavor and it attracted you too. Now, I played Fatal Fury 1, okay, for this podcast, for the research. It doesn't hit you. <laughs> it's... No, no, no. Think about it this way. At that time, when's that's... the last time you've seen a stage go through like three transitions per round? Exactly. Now, that's what I also want to bring up. Why Fatal Fury is way more impressive is because it was a little bit more immersive. Now, it gave more character to the people you're fighting. Like, um, and the Tung Fu Ryu? Tung Fu Ryu, yes. Yeah. Oh, I mispronounced his name. Basically, nah, right, yeah. it gets freaking huge when you yes. beat him out halfway through. And he'll mm-hmm. kick your ass and do like back to back fireballs and stuff. Oh, there'll be that spin kick with the fireballs, and then yeah. he would do like the lariat where he'd be flying off the ground. But he's a bigger target to hit, which makes him more easier to fight in a way. In a way. In a way, but okay, the mechanics wise, okay, there's not much of a combo system. It's a little bit clunky for a fighter, but it had so much personality. With, oh, as well as the dual plane system where you actually go to the foreground, the background, yes, and you beat up people and you avoid shit. So, like in my little twelve-year-old mind, this was a superior game. Because you could do more things, and at the same time, it felt much more badass. I think that's the word I want to use. It looks so much more cool. It actually was better as a gauntlet game than a one-on-one hit fighting game per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I loved also the fact that you could co-op. Yes, you can. I totally forgot about that. Yes. yes, so you can get a buddy, and the two of you can beat the game. But the bullshit is, it's an arcade game. It wants to swallow your tokens. So after every co-op fight, you have to fight each other to see who continues. Ah. That's all. I, that's what, one thing I, I remember playing. So you only can do it one round and then you fight each other. Then if I if I recall, okay, because when I recently played it, I played it single player. But what I remembered was uh, back in the day, me, I am cursed with a younger brother. Mm-hmm. So you had to pre- you had to bring him along when you went out, okay? Yeah. And the only way for me to like enjoy time with this was to play the arcades and we discovered it was this lucky and wild like co-op games was our thing for a while and then when we found a co-op fighter which was Fatal Fury 1 and it's like oh okay I spent a lot of money and time but yeah it was okay and um, so Fatal Fury first SNK fighting game no yes I can't really recall it was yeah it was actually one of the first few first so it came out same time as Street Fighter Created a legacy of its own. Around that period, yes. And I could just populate my list with nothing but SNK games. Which we'll probably do, actually. Which I mean, uh, we had no shame in this. Yeah, we're but, just going to do it. But okay, along the way, we're going to try and uh, give some shine to other games as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but don't be surprised if more SNK games pop up along the way. So, now, what's the next generation now? For now, Street after II? Street Fighter 2, okay, instead of the inevitable sequel, what we got was a prequel. We had Street Fighter Zero or the Alpha series, okay, outside of Japan. Now, my thoughts on the Alpha series was, it's better, it's faster, it's tighter. Uh, it brought some throwback characters. Birdie came back, Gen came back, okay. Then the next generation we had Sakura. We had, I think Karen was also a next generation character. Ooh. Podcast sniffles. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Now, yeah, just for some context, it was raining outside. So. <laughs> okay, yes. We're wet and we're drunk. Now, I liked Street Fighter Zero Three 3 a lot. I played that a lot. It was actually one of the better fighting games at the time. Different system. True. But the point is, we need to talk about other games to play besides Street Fighter. Now, for me, 
doing the Alpha series, which came out, which started in '95. I wanna throw some shine to Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> oh my god! Not Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Mortal Kombat 3. Now I know people are gonna give me some hate yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a very weird choice considering that, game, that Ultimate actually modified some things in there. And the fact that okay, for the first time in a Mortal Kombat game, no Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And Sub-Zero, not a ninja anymore. And you had all these other weird characters. You had, like, this red Indian, uh, Nighthawk. And Nighthawk, yeah. You've okay. got Cabal. Why are fighting game Indians called Hawk? <laughs> they just like to associate it with the bird, the majestic eagle, so Hawk. It's either Condor or Hawk, okay? Nothing you do with eagle. I'm going to do the research and we're going to find out, like, you know, if this is a very, uh, how you say, intentional thing or not. But also... Uh, now, Mortal Kombat I guess 3? Haku in, in, in Japanese sounds cooler, maybe. Really? In Japanese. Haku. Haku. Yeah. Uh, Haku. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I doubt that's the reason. Yeah. Okay, but... You'd be surprised. A lot of naming people... A lot of Japanese companies, they name things the way they are just because they sound cool. Dude, I think I can write an entire article on why Rolento and it's originally supposed to be Laurent. <laughs> Laurent. But yeah, but sometimes it's like the, the English to translation, just the loss in translation is what makes games so fun and so personal. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Now, I need to ask you, have you played Mortal Kombat 3? Not Ultimate, the no, original. I played, I played Mortal Kombat 3. Now, on the Mega Drive. On yeah. the Mega Drive, same. I remember that game being fresh, brand new. Now, I like 1, but it's a clunky fighter. I like two. Part for two all was this almost perfect. Yeah. Almost perfect with the secrets and uh, the and like surviving past the pallet swap ninjas. Yeah, yeah. The definitive Mortal Kombat. Now three introduced running. For the first time, Mortal Kombat game felt fast. It didn't feel so sluggish. It didn't and feel so more heavy. More aggressive. Exactly. The combos you can do after the running. And yes, they had combos. Okay, because if you think about it, with a kick, with a kick. <laughs> Don't forget the cake. Okay. We got jokes for days. <laughs> now, Mortal Kombat 3 was... It, it wasn't groundbreaking, but it, to me it was like, oh, hey, a Mortal Kombat game that, that didn't feel random. That kind of required a little bit of skill, a little bit of practice, a little bit of strategy. Because if you remember Mortal Kombat, like when you played it as a kid, even with your friends or your, your kid brother, right? You're just trying to kill off the other guy because you want to do the You just want to see the fatalities. Okay, you didn't really think of it as a fighting game that you could take seriously. Okay, now this was way before MK9, Mortal Kombat's first attempt at being a serious fighting game. Okay, Inclu- included, I think it had, a, it had a combo counter. It had uh, really legit setups and, uh, you know, the run a mechanic... Super mechanic. Yeah, and the run mechanic made it very different. It wasn't about the fatalities, it was about beating the other guy proper. And I remember playing this with friends. Okay, this is back in the day. Because, okay, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls... Most of this list is straight off the head, mostly from memory, okay? But MK3 was, to me, a legit fighting game. And I had been playing Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter uh, Alpha. And a lot of KOF, and a lot of Fatal Fury and other fighting. And like, wow, I hope MK4 is better. But no. No, it was not. Wow, was your childhood ripped to shreds? I wasn't, it was ripped to shreds. I was just extremely disappointed. Firstly... MK3 would be the last time they used the, that, that, that technique of photographing actors. 
To be fair, it actually had one of the better fatalities. Mortal Kombat 4? Yeah, Quan Chi actually took off some guy's leg and just beat you with it entirely until the... Even when the round is over with the credits and everything, he was, he's still beating you with it. Yo, I remember playing uh, Mortal Kombat 4. I think... I Scorpion I'll, became an actual Scorpion. <laughs> stupid. I, I rocked the reptile back in the day. Yeah, and he actually ate uh, his fatalities, he ate your face. He ate you your face. see the white of the skull. And it, I think, was it you had that that fan stage where you could throw people into a fan? <laughs> okay, I think that was and it. And I remember like the, it, it, it would smash a person to pieces and the head would bounce off and hit you in the screen. And I was like, but that was to me the moment like, okay, MK4 has lost its... MK has lost the plot, it's lost its charm. It's, it's jumping on a... worthy as it should be. It was jumping on a bank... Uh, it felt like it was jumping on a bandwagon. Like, why didn't you do what MK3 was doing? Okay, I want to see more of this. And I've, I think it's basically... I was probably the only guy who wanted it. Yeah, so nobody was listening. So, yes, extremely underrated. UMK3, definitely worth a worthy uh, piece in your collection. It was tweaked for that. But if you can find the original Mortal Kombat 3, okay? Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Okay. Now. So, what, so shall we skip a generation? Was, no, right after that would be... Uh, it wasn't... Uh, was definitely Street Fighter 3. Or was it no, 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 it was, it was EX. EX. Yeah, you're right. So, oh, let me check the show notes. Boys and girls, I'm prepared. Yep. So now, 1996, Street Fighter EX comes out, okay? The very, now, very blocky and slow, sort of sluggish Street Fighter. So what we need to do is we need to explain the mid-90s to people. Because I'm hoping, so, I doubt most of you were alive then. Hopefully you have a, a nice young audience who can give us their nice young audience money. It was the age of attitude. Oh, God. <laughs> it was the edgy 90s. And it was, the, it was the age where, you know, people were actually more hung out about 3D graphics. Exactly. So a lot of games actually were forced into the 3D model. And this is, Mario, this is Mario's fault, right? I guess because there was Mario 64, which was a good game per se. And this was also the boom, the first boom of PC gaming. And that was Crash Bandicoot as well. Like games like Quake was coming out. And then yeah. 3D was the thing. Yeah, the 3D revolution was like already sort of making headway. So in 1996, Street Fighter EX jumps on the burgeoning 3D bandwagon, releases its own version of the 3D fighting game in conjunction with Arika. Am I getting that right? Yeah, Arika, you're right, Arika. And it was a mixed bag of characters. You had some of the classics from the Street Fighter side, and from Arika, you had Skullomania. Skullomania, Garuda, D Dark, uh, Crackerjack. <laughs> this is why we have John on the show. <laughs> and there's a girl named Blair, which I have no idea who she is. But I remember Skullomania more because uh, he's, he's got so a broken. Dive, he's got a bunch of dive moves. He's got a rolling thing, and, and he just looks so cool. He yeah, reminded he's, me he's of a salary man who dresses up as a skeleton. How insane and cool is no, that? No, like the first time I saw him, I thought to myself, "Oh, hey, they have a character from Karate Kid." <laughs> Apparently, he's a real thing. Oh, okay. And Garuda is basically a—he's like a rival of the Satsuino Hado energy thing. He's so that that was the storyline. He's basically a piece of armor that moves around and beats the shit out of you. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's Garuda. That's so Garuda. the Street Fighter EX series lasts two sequels. Yes, EX, EX two, then and EX three, and right. no one cared after that. And nobody cared after that. Now, oh, wait, wait, wait. That was also Darude. He's basically Indian Zangief with a better mustache. Yo, I remember that. Yeah, Indian Zangief. Was there an EX two plus or something like a like an alpha? EX Two alpha. Two alpha, yeah. Which was I a, think it had Sakura inside. I don't quite remember. Was it like an updated console release or something? Yeah, it was. Oh, and um, there's also an Indian cabbie. Pull up. Oh, God. Indian cabbie. 
I'm not even gonna call her Pulam. We will just call her Indian Cami <laughs> from now on. Yes. Indian Cami is gonna be my new Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> you hashtag remember Pulam. <laughs> oh god. Okay, now, did you play a lot of EX Street Fighter EX back uh, in the day? Actually, yeah, because that was the only thing that was around at the time. I ignored it completely. <laughs> So I'll, I'll be honest, despite it being very floaty, it was just fun to play with people because of like seeing your Street Fighter characters in a very hokey 3D mechanic. It was fun for a while, but it wasn't great. It was just okay. It was it fun? Yeah. It was fun for me. Was there okay? This was when you were still in Malaysia. Yeah. Was there a competitive like scene? Stuff, yeah. Was there a lot of people getting in on the action? Competitive? No, that was not. It was just my friends and I playing on the couch. Oh, you played at home? Yeah. Okay, because I was exposed to this at the arcades. Uh, and it was that one... You know, like when you go to an arcade, you had like six KOF machines and everybody was on it. You had the one or two third strike machine and there'll be a couple of guys on it. And then in the corner, there'll be the EX machine. Nobody played that game. There'll be one dude who'll come in, show off some really impressive infinite combo, but it's like, he's just playing by himself. We'll watch, but we won't really care. So... Yeah, uh, I've never experienced EX. Uh, should I give it a chance? Um, no. You just have to just watch the videos, you'll find it already. So just, get, just get whatever knowledge you have from the videos. When you played it, it was fun for its time. For its time? Yeah, but what I'd rather go into on Street Fighter EX, okay, which is... For me, my recommendation, around the same time, dude, Virtual Fighter 3 dropped. Oh. God damn. You're gonna have to tell me more because I only went to Virtual Fighter 4 after 2. Okay, now for uh, all you old school guys, you played Virtual Fighter 1, it was the very first 3D fighting game. Virtual Fighter 2 expanded the roster, made things a lot smoother, okay? Sega was on their game. Now when Virtual Fighter 3 dropped, dude, when I saw that game, that was like that moment where this is the future. Look at how realistic that shit looks. <laughs> it looks really, really good. Yes. And look, if you look at YouTube videos or you like just do the research, right? It still holds up. It's, I mean, it's I, not I, I, I as. Sh- the, I've seen the ads; they look really good. So seeing it in motion it must have been pretty mind blowing. It was, and the thing is, it didn't lose any of the technical or any of the gameplay of the Virtual Fighter series. Like Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter in general is notorious for being the most balanced and all, at the same time kind of the most technical fighting game you could ever play if you can see my hand right now I'm actually doing like a very <laughs> learn, uh, the learning curve is basically woo, yes no but even up to 4 even up to 5 right? hands down the most balanced fighting game probably also the reason why it didn't get popular because virtual fighter games are kind of boring to watch I have to admit but if you get into it, or if you really want to study the mechanics, you know, if I can get my friend Sock, <laughs> we have a friend, a mutual friend, Mr. Sock over at Razor. We'll call him Mr. Sock. Mr. Sock, okay, I remember him, the first time I met him, he was BL Splinter, okay, that was a Quake Clan, that was his Quake Clan, BL. Oh, but, but he's like, what's his world rank now for Virtual Fighter? It's, it's basically all I know is it's just him and Itabashi Zankiv going at it. <laughs> you know, they're just exchanging. It's just a muscle memory and whatnot, just going through the game. Okay, but if you're a fighting game aficionado and if you love technical, you love cerebral fighting games, right? Virtua Fighter is right up your alley. Who was your favorite character to use in Virtua Fighter 3? 3? The hero. <laughs> what? Uh, Akira? Yeah. Jesus, you picked the hardest character to use. Because I was. Like, my logic was when I played Virtua Fighter 1. 
It's like, okay, uh, I'll pick the Ryu. And he was the dude on the poster. He was the dude in, in the opening credits. Like, okay, apparently this, this is the guy to learn. Okay, because I hadn't got into the habit of picking the nuanced character. I just wanted to pick the guy who like, okay, I'm probably going to win with this guy or this is going to be the popular dude. So I'll figure him out straight away. And the thing is, once you learn his that three hit uh, punch, shoulder charge, oh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, damn it. That, that move, you all know what I'm talking about, okay? Once you mastered him, you kind of don't want to learn anybody else. <laughs> you, you, you're kind of like, okay, this is my main, and he's still around, okay? Now, of course, Virtua Fighter 4 would be a very stratospheric jump in terms of graphics. And generation of, as well. And too. generation. It took forever. Yeah. Okay, but, dude, if you want to play a 3D fighting game, do no wrong with the Virtua Fighter series. Any of them. Okay, but if you only can play one, play four. <laughs> <laughs> so three is more of like, uh, you know... Three just is just... Dude, if, if, if you were ever trying to convince yourself to play EX, just play three, yeah. Virtua Fighter 3 instead. Okay, that game deserves a sequel. It needs a sequel. Um, too bad. I have no idea... I mean, what's the story with them? I mean, they're, they're a Sega property. Well, there's another Sega game, Dengeki Bro, and they have Virtua Fighter characters in it. That's all I can say. I mean, because I'm not familiar with those fighting games. Yeah. I'm just only familiar with the news that surrounds them. But, I mean, also you have to admit that it's dropped off the map. And, and Tekken yeah. is basically now the 3D fighting it's game. It's pretty much choice. a perennial one, yes, because of Legacy. Now, I played Tekken up till 3. I kind of missed out. It's up to 7 now, right? Actually, no. I want to. I would like to say I played Tekken 3 a lot during the era, but I think it's... Street Fighter EX might have been further off the chart really? for the year. I played, but I would go for 3. Part 3 is because you had easy characters to use like um, uh, Horang <laughs> which everyone else used Ooh. and of course um, Yo, Jin. I used uh, Horang and Jin I used King uh, yeah. <laughs> I memorized the combo <laughs> I didn't need combos I just need to know how to knock people down so I mean like the, the, the reason I wanted, I played Tekken 3 was like I saw some dude at the arcade pull off that inf- that 100% combo mm-hmm. And it's like, I just sat down next to him and asked him really nicely, teach me that. And he's like, okay. Then. And, he thought, and he taught you. <laughs> and it, and it, the problem is, it's just me and him playing. After Street Fighter EX and the whole 3D bubble, okay, finally the return to roots. Street Fighter 3 New Generation drops in 1997. 1997 to me is the golden year of video games. Yes. Final Fantasy 7 drops. Quake 2 or 3? It was like 3, 4 years around that time, 97. It was the golden age. No, the best year. The exactly. Best year. The, the best games, the best movies, the best music. But we're just going to talk about fighting games. We're this just going to talk about... Period. Okay. Now, Street Fighter 3. 
not as commercially or culturally significant as Street Fighter 2. It was actually tougher for people to pick up, per se. And you had to also realize that this was the era of King of Fighters. Now, I remember back in the day in the arcades, right, there would be just one Street Fighter 3 machine, mm-hmm. six KOF machines, and this is not just one kind of KOF. We had 96, 97, 98. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys back then would play 97, 98. 98, to me, would be the most logical alternate to Street Fighter 3 generation. Now, 98 is uh, basically special in the sense that it was what was it called the dream match never ends or dream match never ends yes in America in, in Japan it was no, the slugfest no, right in America it's slugfest oh, in Japan it's the other way. dream match never ends now the thing about the 90 the Japanese subtitle was better way better right yeah. okay now what King of Fighters 98 did was it fixed everything that was broken about the game now King of Fighters had the opportunity to fix itself every year yep, yep. okay so if you play 94 and 95 and 96 right they felt like different games oh very different games but when you played 97 like okay here we go there's something here now okay the mechanics started to make more sense then when 98 dropped now 98 was basically I think they had this tradition where every 4 years they would yeah just a dream match they would have a dream match everyone who died or everyone who wasn't relevant they come back as long as they existed in canon they would reappear in the game now back in Singapore in in 98, 97 right nobody played Street Fighter 3 Everybody played KOF, okay? Yori was a, the kind of guy everybody looked up to. Okay? And every girl wanted to date at the time. Maybe. And then there was Kyoko Sunagi. Their characters looked nicer. Their special moves looked bigger. There was the some how the designs were, actually. And the combos were just fun to watch. And a bigger roster, too. With a bigger roster means more playstyles. Exactly. There's a character for any, everyone in the game. Okay. Then, so Street Fighter Three didn't get any traction. Yeah. They still came with an expansion. Street Fighter 3 Second Impact or Giant Attack. Yeah. Okay, which uh, opened up the roster in, I think, mechanically, all I remember was in Street Fighter 3 Second Impact was, you. it still felt cartoony, it still felt a little bit clunky. Mm-hmm. Now, right after that, okay, the final iteration, uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Yeah, which was what everyone was playing then and even up to now professionally exactly now, now here's the thing about third strike i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call people out nobody cared about a game until third strike no nobody cared about third strike or street fighter 3 in general until <laughs> that moment evil, evil moment, moment 37 yes. okay i can safely say 90 percent of the dudes who said they played third strike back in the day are full of shit yeah. or anyone who's listening right nobody now nobody was in the arcades back in the day yeah. i was there <laughs> Where are you guys? Okay, I know three or four guys who played Third Strike. I'll be honest, I only played it... I played, uh, what's that, New Generation in the arcade. Uh, I mean, Giant Attack, I skipped. But Third Strike, I played on Dreamcast with friends. Coming oh, yeah. The couch. But, okay. it, was, it was a damn good point. It was the exact same thing from the arcade, per se, when you think about it. Exactly. Except with the scan lines. Yeah, the, but... Okay, let me ask you honestly. When you played Street Fighter 3 the first time, did it feel weird to you it felt weird yes Probably there like, was high jumps there was parrying and there were like choosable super arts it was just it's like a brave new world but at the same time I really hope it turned out alright and because of third strike okay I'm happy that happened you know okay, the third, third, third strike to me is the masterpiece yeah. it's the closest to perfect but I've only still to, broken <laughs> yeah it is still. But I've only got into the tournament scene after that whole evil thing because 
That was the first time I saw, hey, Ken is actually a high power character, and so is Chun Li, and Yun, and Dudley. That's the thing. And Makoto. I would put Makoto above Dudley. Makoto still has the touch of death combo. Yeah, yeah. I did not know about this stuff until I've seen people play it in tournaments, like really, really. And well. I think it's also a sign of the time. It's like because, an eye for me. Yeah, because back then we didn't have the YouTubes. We didn't have opportunities to yeah. see ridiculous Ganaijin combos. Yeah, you We didn't know you. how to play this game. Yeah. I was lucky to have been introduced to friends who, in general, figured it out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't competitive with Third Strike, but I played it a lot because basically the game I really wanted to play back in the day was Marvel. Uh, right, okay, right. but those cabinets were taken up, so might as well learn Street Fighter Three since it's the one thing at the corner. And for me, it was a very organic process of like this game is actually quite good. I shouldn't have like slept on this at all. Like, I didn't l- learn to parry at all because like okay this is a mechanic that you know felt like a gimmick but at the same time but when you when you, when you see the videos now and when, then you, when, when you, you see saw, when you play with people it becomes essential when you see the possibilities right and then the fact that as a game uh, okay I can talk forever about Third Strike but I think what needs to be said about it has already been said yeah okay. so let's just cut time and maybe just go for what was actually what, what we could play actually apart from Third Strike and Giant Attack okay now Going back to Fatal Fury, mm. this game came out of nowhere. I didn't play it then. I played it much later on a, I think it was a PS2 collection or something. Okay, the game I'm talking about is Garou Mark of the Wolves. Oh, hell yeah. That, that's actually one of those An extremely games. underrated game. Yeah. It's okay. basically like the sequel to Fatal Fury. The final entry in yeah. the Fatal Fury saga. Yeah. The only recurring character would be Terry Bogart himself, now sporting the brown bomber jacket. Yeah. And it would introduce us to the next generation, which would be Rock Howard. Yeah. Um, the, the kids of Kim Kap Wan. Um, Kim, Kim Jae Hoon and, and Wan. Yeah, okay. Wan. Uh, the successor for um, the art, what's that, the Kyokugin Karate? Mm. Uh, Marco Rodriguez? Or Butts. Yeah, Butts, yeah. <laughs> Butts is a pretty weird name, but yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, okay. Hokuto Maru? Bon Janet and if you want and Tzok uh, <laughs> your boy yeah, <laughs> now and Kevin Ryan <laughs> everyone's oh. boy basically Kevin Ryan oh the army dude right yeah the army with dude. a vest yeah basically he he's the one with the, the broken combos right yes okay yeah. I remember yeah 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 now I when I played this game it was I was uh, it was I was late to the party on Garomark the Wolves but wow it was so well animated, like not it exaggerately was, animated, but just animated nicely. I mean, it didn't have the giant sprites that Third Strike have, but it was beautifully done. Yeah. Okay, B. Janet and her stage. I love her stage. You know, the random pirates on the ship at the back. And Actually, all the stages are pretty alright. No, the it's a, Tower stage. It's a gorgeous water, game. The waterfalls. Because stage. it's like to me, it's like this is the, this is pixel art perfection. It's like they've come to that point where it's it's still pixel art, but they've you can see like I mean, if you look at the KOF series or you look at like, just say we go far back as Fatal Fury yeah. and then you see how pixel art as an art style like, evolved and then like to me uh, Garou Mark the Wolves and probably Third Strike right, are like the most beautiful fighting games ever yeah. the love they actually put in Fatal Fury and in the King of Fighters series in terms of art detail is actually here in full force yes in uh, Garou and I'll, I'll say one of the most balanced games ever even more balanced than Third Strike I don't know about that, honestly, because it is, every player will use either... There Ga- is nothing as broken as Yun in Garou Mark of the Wolves. Uh, Gato will beg to differ, and Kevin Ryan too. True. One, both of those characters. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Third Strike had all these players open up, you know, un- unlock the secrets, crack the code, and like, you know... Yun wasn't that broken until people discovered the Karapalm. Yeah. Okay. Garamok the Wolves, yeah, sure, they're infinites, but it didn't feel like an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could still... I mean, it was still the evasive uh, SNK style, you know? And, like... Uh, what was the original of the parry call again? Just defend, right? Uh, yeah, just defense. Basically, it's the opposite of parry. So, you block at the right time, you get a free advantage. So, I mean, like the game is a lot more technical. I mean, I wouldn't say more technical than third strike, but I would say like you needed to be a smart kind of player. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get love because basically, I, I think it was both the, the problem would be a small roster. Uh, I mean, you just going hit to hit with I mean like this was 97 now 97 was the like in Singapore 97, 98 97 like, this was the, the the boom of like th- we were on the cusp of the Counter-Strike boom okay this is like just before arcades died yeah. a lot of people were actually going to LAN shops more than arcades oh, I remember back in 98, 99 okay just before the millennium people were get, jumping on the PC gaming bandwagon okay this is like the era of StarCraft 2 Quake, Counter-Strike. Um, Counter-Strike. Uh, I, I meant StarCraft 1. Okay, what? Uh, Brood Wars. Wars. My Wars. bad, yeah, that's what I meant. Brood Wars, Counter-Strike, oh, enemy territory as well. And Half-Life, yeah. So it's like, uh, this was the tail end of the arcade era. Um, I mean, we were alive then to see it die down, okay? Yeah. Tear welling up in uh, John's eye right now. Oh yeah, actually it's more like the rain. <laughs> <laughs> on. Looking and back, thinking like, oh man, I'll, where am I going to play Hyper Bishy Bashy exactly. ever again? Yeah. Okay. All that button pressing action. Oh man. But, uh, who knows? You know, maybe the arcade scene will come back. You think? No, never. No. no. But there's always Japan. Japan's arcades are always open, so you yeah. just have to fly down there. True that. Now, um, I think... The other obvious entry would be Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. But when Street Fighter 4 came out, what, would you, what do we have? Wow, I have no idea. KOF? Uh, KOF 13 was three years later, after Street Fighter 4. Mm. I what, only remembered this because I had to do reviews for these bunch of games back in the era. So when Street Fighter 4 came out, it was basically... A revolution. The resurrection of the fighting game in itself. Yeah. Because, yes, it was dead for the longest time. Yeah, people are just playing uh, Street Fighter 3, Third Impact. So third Strike. So third Strike, Third Strike. <laughs> Second Impact, Third Strike. Yeah. Uh, but, um, not, uh, I still feel this list is incomplete. <laughs> yeah, but um, we'll probably have to talk about this in the future time because we've already covered all the gaps for fighting. Yeah. Yeah, per se, per generation. But, I'm a, like, maybe we'll do this. You pick one other fighting game that you think deserves to be on the list of other games to play besides Street Fighter and I'll pick one too oh, okay I'll just go for Fighters History Dynamite aka Cardinal's Revenge <laughs> <laughs> you just want me to say that name right <laughs> okay now okay I need to uh, tell you all right when we were coming up with this list right uh, both of us wrote down what we wanted to kind of highlight I actually have one more game but I've already said Card of Revenge so I forgot uh, dude this is our podcast we can do, we can do whatever the fuck okay totally. <laughs> whatever we good. want rules okay. what are those <laughs> okay but okay now in research for this 
I tried Connell's Revenge and holy shit, it's quite fun. It is really fun, right? Right. It is, yeah. And okay, the, what, what's the mechanic again? Where you have to knock off a piece of clothing to dizzy the people? Oh, well, an armor or a piece of clothing. So let's just say if you hit some guy's head more, yeah. if you hit it on his head bad after a couple of hits, he gets stunned. And okay, what I discovered is like, a fireball basically covers all that. Yeah. And, and but also, there's also the footsie game so if you're blocking low and you I, have to make I played up. against the computer yeah. so uh, computers you gotta, you gotta I, play real people and there are actually tournaments uh, on this on ACHO on the YouTube channel really? you find lots of like pro gamer play you'll see people using Ray you'll see people using Karnov mostly Karnov you'll see people using uh, the French guy I forgot his name and you'll see people using um, Mastorius oh. but basically the, the, the Greek Zangief yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'll, do, he'll do this move called the double German so okay I think people want to know why Karnov's Revenge I don't know it just feels okay it was actually during the era of Street Fighter uh, Super Turbo it came out around that time mm-hmm. it felt a bit more weird fantastical but at the same time done by the boys at Data East no like when I yeah, played Data it Data East people yes yes it had a very hard world heroes vibe <laughs> it does it does it just and felt the silly just felt easier to do Instead yeah, of yeah, doing yeah. a 360 for a grappler, you just have to do a 180 for a grappler. Okay, what I remember was like, when I played, okay, I played it very recently, right? Again, like, oh, it's got a pretty solid combo system. It's got pretty nice uh, sprites. But, I don't think I would have played it back in the day if I saw it, I guess. I think the stages also had a bit of personality to it. There was actually some life in the African and the China stage. Like, it rains halfway through after a round or so I remember something like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really cool so like okay but how did you discover this game um, I actually just played this at the arcade of a friend and this was actually 10 years after it came out it was just fun hmm. it was just weirdly fun for some reason the controls felt right the fighting and everything just felt easy and it just and then when I was fighting with people with it it was like okay people can just get in really quick but to actually master the jumping and everything, the timing, it's a whole different So story. easy to learn, almost impossible to master? No. Yeah, yeah, in that sense. So it has a curve a bit. It a does bit. have a curve, yes. Okay, okay, uh, okay. And also, what would be your other entry oh, yeah. to the list? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> Tournament Fighters for the okay. Super Nintendo. Okay, now, we had a little bit of a discussion before the podcast where we kind of talked about you know, what we wanted to mention, okay? Okay, don't think this is off the cuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. let's just be honest. We though. were on the cuff, but we also planned. We, we, we don't want to, like, uh, <laughs> ramble too much. Yep. <laughs> okay, we need to be a little bit convincing. But, okay... Now, when he mentioned this, I did not know that there were two versions. <laughs> oh, yeah. I played the Sega Mega Drive uh, Tournament Fighters, which was a horrible fighting game compared to what else was available. Okay, now all I remember was Casey Jones' jumping heart attack, which was when he spins his hockey stick. Was, you could basically win the game. With that. That's how. That's all I needed to do, because that move had so much priority, it was broken as hell. And, it, and the thing is, you can press the attack during any part of the trajectory, you'll just land with it. It was kind of like, uh, maybe in Fatal Fury 1, like uh, Wolfgang Krause's, you know, uh, Geese Howard. Oh, Geese Howard in Fatal Fury 1, he's jumping, uh, like that long kick. Like it just, <laughs> yeah. there was no recovery animation. He landed with that kick yep. and it had a lot of priority. Uh, so, it isn't the Mega Drive version that we're, talking about no, apparently no, we're, we're playing this we're talking about the super Nintendo now john version. here mr toffee tells me that the super nintendo version is not only the superior version 
but a viable entry into this list. Yes, uh, despite some of the broken characters, it plays exactly like a four-button Street Fighter Two game. Mm. In terms of the controls are great, the the combat is fast, the moves are easier to do. Okay. And when you do your super attacks, you just have to press two buttons when your meter is full. Oh. It does require you to be aggressive than usual because your meter actually goes out really fast. Okay. It does a cooldown thing when you actually stop pressing buttons or hitting people. But is this game canon? I don't remember April O'Neil kicking ass. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's, she's a reporter in this one. Uh, the only female fighter there is actually Asuka. Who is that? Uh, yeah, it's a tournament fighters exclusive character. And Completely like, new creation by Konami. One thing about the Mega Drive edition, I think April O'Neil was a playable character. Yeah, she, she was. was and also, here's the thing. There's all these characters, like Sisyphus and uh, whoever. Like, uh, Ray Fillet. Who are these people? Ray Fillet was actually from the comics. Sisyphus is a new character, just from Konami. Okay. Now, the Super Nintendo one actually had more characters from the comics. Like um, Armagon, uh, Futuristic Shark. I didn't read the comics. Yeah, uh, I'm more animated me. series. Okay, don't worry, you got me. I, I got you here. Wingnut and Screw Loose. Okay. Who are technically in the cartoons as well, but this version is actually from the comics. Okay. Um, Chrome Dome from the cartoon, if I recall. Oh, uh, the the Metal Shredder. Turtle. No, 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 that's Metalhead. Uh, Chrome Dome is the clone of Shredder. Okay. But this one, he, com- he plays like a completely different character. Okay. Imagine Zangief with Dalsim attacks. Oh my god. Yeah. So you can see how broken this game can get, lah. So I should pick up a copy. And... Yes, you should. Yes, you because should. I've only been experienced with the Mega Drive edition. Yeah. And there's a guy named War, like one of the four horsemen in the comics as well. <laughs> yeah, I know the comic are really weird from there. Okay, and a bunch of others too. Hmm, sweet. Now, my turn. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I'm done with turtles. Except, don't play it. Very addictive fighting game. Looks really good for its time and controls very sweet up to this day. Okay. Uh, for me, if I had to add more things into this entry, now um, I'm gonna take it all the way back to the 16-bit era again. Okay, with uh, Street Fighter 2 and all its iterations, right? Now, I know I did pick Fatal Fury. Yeah. Now, the problem with Fatal Fury is that it was either available in the arcade, or if you were a rich kid back in the day, you could afford a Neo Geo, and you could drop $200 for a cartridge just to play that. bucks for a cartridge. <laughs> back in the right? day, okay? Oh, like, adjusted for inflation, it was like a million dollars. Okay? There was no way for you to play a fighting game like Fatal Fury then. But this game came out of nowhere, done by the guys at Treasure, based off a very popular anime franchise Yu Yu Hakusho Battle Gaiden's it was the 4 player Yu Yu Hakusho game that was that game now I cannot for the life of me find an English version because apparently there wasn't any version released in America or Europe but I discovered this game it was one of those random days after school I would go down to my uh, rental shop and then I would ask, hey, you got any new fighting games? And they introduced this game to me. And I was blown away. Holy shit. You could play four people simultaneously. It had Fatal Fury style dual plane action. It had special moves. Okay, now this is Street Fighter 2 or Street Fighter 2 uh, hi- Hyper. Okay? That kind of speed, right? Not, not, not say speed. Like Street Fighter 2 Hyper, you, you still could do fireballs and then you could do fireballs... Uh, Faster. You had a block button. It turned red. Right? You had a block button. Okay, but now, Yu Yu Hakusho had desperation moves. I don't know what you say. It's like the the hidden move, like besides the normal fireball, you had like you know your uh your rush down crazy thirty like six eight combo attack and stuff like that, and hands down, the best sixteen bit fighter game out there. 
and the problem is not many people have heard of it or yeah. seen it like you could do combos it was tight it was fast paced it had Yu Yu Hakusho characters which was one of my favourite animes also back in the day and um, it was just super fun to play it's extremely fun yeah and this game needs some love I don't know like okay for future episodes like I think I did mention I wanna do the segment where we show some love to probably the the overlooked classics alright okay here's the thing um Apparently, the guys at Treasure actually did another fighting game like Yu Yu Hakusho. But they actually used the Bleach uh, manga property. Oh, really? Uh, It was called Bleach DS. uh, Bleach DS1 and then Bleach DS2. uh, I have never heard this. Where did you... Where where can I get this? I was actually playing this uh, back in 2006-7, if I recall. Wow. Yeah, it was actually exactly like the Yu Yu Hakusho games. Oh. Except there's a card system where you can actually add power ups when you touch a touch screen. Oh, like the Dragon Ball game. Yeah. Ish, I can't remember but, that but one. It was still really good. Yeah, yeah. You should look for it if you can. Maybe you can find a copy of it in uh, any of those old game stores where they sell DS cartridges. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, that I need to go back to Japan yeah. and find me some. What's this called? Then? Bleach. Uh, Bleach DS. Okay. And Bleach DS Second. So I'll definitely love this game. Yeah, you will. Okay. Even if you have no idea who the hell these Bleach characters are. <laughs> I okay. I probably have to confess. Also, I've never watched an episode of Bleach. It's okay. It got shittier. <laughs> really? As, as days go by. I no, the, the the best thing about Bleach is it actually it was supposed to end on a good note, but they kept on pushing it on and on. And I don't know. The writer just ran out of ideas. I, Some to, stories. Were, to it, me, it felt like one of those anime shows. Like you know what? This is popular enough. I don't need to support it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I could find more interesting stuff. But thank God it ended just like Naruto did. So. I'm, I'm happy. Okay, it, but this ending was more like, oh, I'm putting this dog down to sleep because of that rabies. It's halfway on. I can't beat this dead horse anymore. Yeah, exactly. Rather than like Naruto, where it sort of died peacefully. Yeah. Nice. So, and speaking of beating a dead horse, I think that's the end of this segment. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a lot about fighting games in the zero episode and this episode. I would like to uh, future apologize to anybody listening to us that there will be probably a lot of fighting game talk yeah. we're fans we can't help it but we can always I mean don't worry about it because we've got other topics to bring up yes don't think we're a one note uh, one trick pony one note exactly one note yeah. what one note piano one trick pony you were right the first time I was right I don't know why you said something else like that. Uh, I mean I was thinking of Death Note another anime uh, which I don't really follow or care about which is something we can probably jump into the future anime anime which I which Shafiq hasn't seen the top 10 anime Shafiq should see yeah Okay, this would probably be a good time to uh, call out or request shout-outs to um, audience members. Yes, please, come. Uh, just well, once on the last we game. have a way for you to contact us. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. So, that's it for our fighting game podcast. Okay, we, we talked talk enough about, about evil. Yeah, and fighting games in general. And fighting games in general. Because we just love that shit so much. Dude, it's, it's just being Asian. Yeah. <laughs> just beating the shit out of people and enjoying the stories that go along with it. I don't care about the stories. I just want to... <laughs> make people feel pain, pain. <laughs> yes nothing yeah. more fun than putting somebody in the corner yep. stay tuned in the future where we probably talk about pop culture okay this has been your co-host Shafiq and this is Jonathan Toyad here signing out Bye.